Man, God is moving in this service. I feel his presence, and I'm so excited to be sharing with you today um, in this continuation of our series that we've begun on gratitude. Tomorrow is November 1st. What? Is anyone feeling that too? I mean, holy moly. I mean, it is crazy. Um, Wow, the season of Thanksgiving. And, and last week, we started and kicked this season off by, uh, this series and season really off by talking about gratitude. And we kind of started off on a note talking about how we all kind of go through life with certain expectations, certain desires in life, and oftentimes they don't come to fruition. They, they, what we expect, what we want to happen doesn't happen or takes forever to happen. And as a result of that, we experience troubled hearts. We, we get discouraged. And, and sometimes in our humanity, what we do is we turn to things to just ignore the fact that our hearts are troubled. We, we go and we, we try and overfill our calendars to um, try and not allow any time to think about how frustrated we are or discouraged we are. Um, we'd sometimes we, we'd shut things out. We shut people out. We shut down. Sometimes we turn to addictions and substances to numb the emotion that we feel. Or sometimes we turn to unhealthy living practices, not getting enough sleep, overeating, and not exercising, not doing things to take care of ourselves instead of really addressing the troubled heart symptoms. And so we took a look at Psalm 69 and the life of David, and we actually talked about uh, Jesus too. They both had troubled heart symptoms. They both experienced what we experienced. And we learned two things. Our prescription last week for a troubled heart was to begin seeking the Lord. David and Jesus went to the Heavenly Father, laid down their burdens, shared what was going on, and asked the Lord to be with them, to help them during those times. And then we also learned that in the same breath, we have to turn to praise and gratitude. We can't sit in our struggle. We have to turn our struggle into praise. Somehow, we have to do it because what happens when we do is we are filled up with power, strength to continue. We get the right perspective of who God is and how he is working. Yes, still in our lives, even in this moment. That was last week. And I hope that you brought your Bible this morning, um, paper or digital, and I hope you have it with you online as well. And if you've got them, go ahead and raise them up, show them, and say, I've got my Bible, PK. Oh my goodness, look at all those Bibles. That's wonderful. I'm so, so glad. If you didn't have a Bible with you this morning, there should be some in, uh, some chairs in front of you. And if you need a Bible, we would love to get a Bible into your hands. So don't leave here today without God's Word. We would love to um, provide that for you. Um, Go ahead and open to Psalm 145. That's where we're going to be turning to this morning. We will have it up on the screens, Lord willing, and technology sticks with us. We will have it up on those screens for you. But before we dive in, I'm wondering, you know, we mentioned tomorrow's November 1st. Anybody starting to feel the stress? No? I mean, you're just ready to eat, probably, right? Um, I feel the stress a lot of times heading into the holidays. You know, I think a lot of times I get this picturesque thing in my mind, right? The Hallmark movie, Thanksgiving meal, everyone bright and bubbly and smiles all around and perfect food and everyone say cheese, right? All of the social media pictures of the perfectly brown turkey and the smiling faces and all this stuff and you go into it going, Oh, I sure hope. But then as the day gets closer, you're anticipating this big meal. You're kind of going, oh, people are coming over. I have to, you know, 
put up, put my best foot forward, or, or I'm going into somebody's home, and I'm really hoping they have a turkey instead of a tofurkey, a tofu turkey, by the way. <laughs> but you get to the house, or, or somebody comes over, and they bring over their food, and, and you sit down, and I'm going to talk food for a second, but we're going to get to the people factor in a moment here, but you sit down to the meal, and you have the tofurkey, and, and, then, and then you're past a questionable jello salad. You're not quite sure what's in it, and then you're a brand loyal, like Pastor John here, brand loyal to stovetop stuffing. The box stuffing, nothing added to it at all. My daughter, too, has now become a fan. And you are sitting down at the meal, and what is this that gets passed? This isn't stovetop. But you graciously take a scoop and put it on your plate going, oh, I need to buy a box of stovetop stuffing for this week, right? Or like me, I love green bean casserole. Thanksgiving isn't complete without it. I got to have green bean casserole. If I get there, there's no green bean casserole. I'm kind of like, oh, it's not Thanksgiving. Okay, let's switch to people, right? We think about people, right? We think about the ones we love, and we want to have this picture-perfect moment, the meal. But we enter into the space. There's people start arriving. And there starts to be too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> Ever come across that? You're too many cooks in the kitchen. Oh, that's not how you make gravy. Oh, isn't something burning? You know, you start to have these little squabbles. And by the squabbles are done, you sit down to the meal. And then, and then what happens? Let's see if I can get this a click over. The boxing gloves come out. <laughs> Pandemics, politics, this and that. And the boxing gloves come on, and you're like, but I wanted life-giving conversations. I wanted a time of going around and being thankful for one another and just shedding love and light on this conversation. Instead, the boxing gloves come out, and then, and then after dessert, my favorite. Oh, I wonder how many calories I just ate. Oh, I shouldn't have ate all that food. Oh, now I need to join a gym. You know, we have all those conversations. And, and you know, the picture-perfect gathering that you're hoping for sometimes you know, sometimes there's moments, right? You have to hang on to those moments. But a lot of times, that kind of tends to happen, and we, we get a little bit bummed. <laughs> and in the moment, it's hard to kind of go, isn't this supposed to be Thanksgiving? Isn't this supposed to be a time where we gather and we're just super thankful and, and loving each other? But a day or so passes, and, and you're reflecting, and then you start to remember the people that you spent time with, whether it's friends or family and you start to go, you know, regardless of those conversations, I remember what they've done for me, the sacrifices that they've made for me, the, the love that they have poured out in my life. And, and it doesn't all come down to one meal a year. I, I remember their character. I remember what they've done for me, what they've sacrificed, the fun times we've had. And then we go, you know what? I really am grateful for those people. But sometimes, if we're honest, in the middle of it, we're going, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I'm supposed to be thankful for these people, and they're driving me nuts, right? But you can always be thankful for family, for friends. Sometimes it's hard to feel it sometimes in the moment. It's kind of like that in life. <laughs> we get caught up in moments of stress. We get caught up in moments of troubled hearts and difficult times, and it's hard to remember what we can be grateful for in those moments, in those times. And sometimes as things kind of ease up and we kind of relax a little bit, we kind of go, you know, God saw me through that time. We can look back and see how God saw us through those moments and those times and we could be thankful then. But God 
as we see in his word, he, he encourages us that even in the middle of those stressful times, even in the middle of the boxing gloves are out at Thanksgiving dinner, we need to practice praise and gratitude. So today we're taking a, a look at where we can begin, where we can begin. You see, <clears throat> when we're caught up in life's difficulties and, and stresses, and even when we seek the Lord, it's difficult to know where to begin. But we can always begin with praising God for his character, for who he is. It helps us gain perspective, like we heard, learned last week. Learning to be grateful is so much more about your immediate circumstances that you are in. And you can't let what's going on in your life det determine the level of gratitude and thankfulness and praise in your life. But your thankfulness can begin somewhere, and it can begin from God's character. So that's what we're going to take a look at today. Sound good? Anybody want to be reminded? I think a lot of us, this will be maybe a refresher, a good reminder of um, who God is this morning. And I think for a lot of us here today, um, maybe we just want to praise the Lord and, and just uh, read this psalm as a just heartfelt thanks and praise for who God is today. I hope we all get to that point. Maybe some of you here today are maybe going to hear these characteristics for the first time, or Maybe you've had difficulties processing some of these characteristics of God in your life because you've had a hard time maybe seeing or witnessing them. But they are characteristics of God. So today we're going to turn to Psalm 145 together. It is a Psalm of David. These are the words of David. And we're going to start in verse 1. We're going to read the whole thing. It should be up on the screen. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion, your reign endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him, and he hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Man, you know, as, it, as I read that, and I'm hoping as you are reading along with me, you are just filled. Like, I just feel the Holy Spirit's presence and power as you read those words out loud or as you listen to those words you're just like wow how great is our God how amazing is he 
this Psalm of David speaks volumes of who God is. It's so beautiful. So I think today in your bulletin, I have a list of fill in the blanks so you can fill in the characteristics of God this morning. Because I think it's so important to write these down, to know them, to get them in your head so then we can at least know what we're thanking God for. In the midst of difficult situations, we have something to turn to. We can look at a piece of paper. We can look at a psalm and be able to review who God is and start there. Even in the toughest of times where we may not quite feel it, as you experience, hopefully, as you read it, you start to remember. And you start, you start to be comforted. And so the first characteristic that we see here is God is king. God is king. He is the king. He is powerful over all. He, he is in control. His kingdom is glorious and splendor. His rule endures through all generations. Nothing can destroy his king's kingship. He is victorious. He is ruler. And that is a great reminder. When we don't know what to do, we know the one who is in control and rules over all. God is judge. Now, this might sound kind of scary to some, <laughs> but this is a good thing. It's a good thing because what this tells us is, is we go through life and there's difficult circumstances that we're up against, or maybe it feels like the world is against us. We don't have to worry about it. We, I'm so thankful that I am not judge. I'm thankful that God is judge. We don't have to worry about what others say or what others do. Instead, all we have to be concerned about is ourselves and how we love the Lord, and how we are pursuing the Lord, and what we are doing in our lives to be transformed by the renewing of our soul, and our mind, and our heart. That's, that's good news, that he is judge, and that we are not. God is majestic. He's great. His greatness, no one can fathom. The most great thing that you think, can think of this morning, he is so much greater, we can't even put words to it. His majesty is glorious splendor, which is worth being worthy of admiration, splendid appearance, royal power. There's all sorts of words when you look up that phrase, glorious splendor. That is our God. He's great, and we can't even fathom how great he is. God is worthy. What is he worthy of? He is worthy of our praise. Why? Because of his wonderful works, his mighty acts, his awesome works, his, his great deeds, and these, <clears throat> these works are powerful. I might need my water. <clears throat> Excuse me. And God is worthy of our praise because of what he's done. And when we are in difficult times and as we remember that he is worthy of our praise, we start to remember, we have the memories flood in of what God has done and how he has worked in our life. And we can remember that he is worthy. God is holy. God is holy. He is righteous. He is pure. Everything he does is holy. God is love. Don't you just love this one? I love all the characteristics of God, but God is love. He's abundantly good. He's gracious. He's compassionate. He has compassion in all he has made. He is slow to anger. He's slow to anger. He's rich in love, and he's good to all. 
God is trustworthy in all his promises. He's trustworthy in all of his promises. What are his promises to us? There are many promises, but David outlines and begins to outline just a few in this psalm. You can feel free to try and write down some, but he promises to uphold all who fall. You ever feel fallen? Ever feel troubled? He promises to uphold you. He promises to lift up those who humble themselves, those who are bowed down. He lifts up. He promises to give food at the proper time. He's taking care of you. He is your provider. He provides for us. He satisfies the desires of every living thing. He's near to all who call on him in truth. He's near. I know sometimes that's difficult to feel, but it's a promise. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries and saves them. That, that alone, the fact that God listens to us and he saves us, He's our Savior. That is just mind-blowing in and of itself. And he holds true to his promise. He is faithful and trustworthy in that promise. He watches over all who love him. He is not absent. Absent. He is there. He's watching over. And he is with us all. And then God is faithful in all he does. Everything he is, everything he does, everything he is going to do, he is faithful to all of his promises. He's trustworthy and he is faithful in all he does. These characteristics of God are just absolutely amazing. And, and I think what you have now in your hands, I hope, if you took notes or maybe highlighted in your Bible, you have this list, this powerful list that you can proclaim and praise God for and be gra great, uh, grateful for in your life when you are going through difficult times. It's for any day, whether good or bad, you could turn to this list and go, God, you are good. But I think sometimes it's easy to take notes and hear from a sermon and read in God's word and go, oh, that's cool. That was a good reminder and go on with our day. And we kind of know it in our heads for a little while and then it disappears. But I don't want us to just stop with simply reading and learning and maybe taking some notes this morning on who God is and just know it in here, but not let it seep into here, into our hearts. Because the more that we actually take what's in our head, the head knowledge we have, and it seeps into our lives and it becomes applicable to us, the more genuine our praise and gratitude becomes. The more we actually know that we know that these are the things that God truly is, and we can see him more clearly in our situations, even in the difficult times. So I want to take us through a couple of steps to get the knowledge from our head to our heart this morning. Before I get there, it, it, you know, I think this is important. For example, you know, uh, if you're here with me or you're watching online, you're going, hey, Christia, she's a pastor, right? You know I'm a pastor. You know I'm a wife to uh, Pastor John. You know I'm a mom to Jillian, maybe some of you. Maybe you've heard that I like to cook and that I like to garden and I like to explore parks and go to restaurants and that I enjoy a good conversation with a cup of coffee and, and I enjoy laughing and that I'm a little bit of an oddball and a little bit of a nerd, you know, and, and maybe you've heard some of these things and it's in here. But until you actually intentionally spend time with me over a meal, until you actually hang out with me, you don't really know. I haven't really affected your life. I mean, God can use what I'm saying now to speak to you, but I'm hoping I'm just a vessel for God to speak through me to you. But to get to know me and my character and who I really am and let my character bear witness and, and, and have an effect on your life, you have to actually hang out with me and spend the time with me to let who I am affect you. 
Same with God. Same with God. So how can we do this? How do we believe what is in our head, in our heart, so that it affects us? Who God is affects us. And I'm going to keep going back to this. <laughs> Maybe. There we go. Believing the characteristics of God belings, be, begins excuse me, with spending time with God. I keep going back to that. Last week I talked about this too. Seek the Lord. Spend time with the Lord. Believing the characteristics, getting it from our head to our heart, begins with spending time with God. We have to take the time. We can't be so busy that we miss this because we'll never let the character of God affect us and will truly change our lives and our perspective. We have to draw close to him. We have to seek the Lord. During these times, we have to reflect and remember what God has done in the past. Sometimes when we can look back and review where the Lord has stepped in, we could go, oh, yeah, that, that speaks to this about God, and that speaks to what I know about God's character here. We can, during these times, ask God to reveal the truth of who he is to our hearts. Sometimes he can, he can take what's in here, and he can transform us, and he can let what's in here do that. And so we have to ask for that. But we have to take the time. We have to spend the time with God so important i can't stress that enough i know for me life can get so busy so busy and even though i'm a pastor you know i'm, I'm doing different things I, I try to serve the lord with all that i do but life gets crazy and it gets hectic and i can't stress enough how important it is to say you know what i need that one-on-one -on -one time with the lord so God can remind me of his promises. He can remind me of what he's calling me to do. He can refresh my soul and my spirit. And anything that's troubling me, he gives me the power through his strength to continue, to keep pressing on. He, he, he gives me new, he renews me, right? And, and I want that so badly for you to experience that too. The second thing that I think we can do is that believing the characteristics of God begins with speaking out loud. Speaking out loud. Did you catch verse 21? My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. We need to speak the truth of who God is out loud. That's opening this and moving tongue and making sound. <laughs> Speak the truth of who God is out loud. We we're talking about this in No Show with the youth. We're going through a series about the lies that the enemy gets us to believe. And then, and then truth be told, this is, the, this is the truth of what God says. And, and that there's power in spoken word. Spoken truth has power. Proverbs 18.21 says that the tongue has the power of life and death. What we speak out loud has strength, has power to bring life or death. Whoa. So what that means, if you, if you speak truth, if you speak about who God is, if you read through this list out loud to yourself, if you read through Psalm 145 out loud, if you sing praises and worship songs of who God is out loud, this gives life. This gives life to you. It gives life to the words. It starts that, trans, that, that transportation of from the head to the heart. And it helps the truth of what they say, the meaning of what they are, bring life to you 
and lets it seep into your heart. Proverbs 16, 24 says that the gracious, that gracious words that are spoken are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. If you're going through a difficult time and you're having a hard time moving through life situations and you speak praises that talk about the character of God, of God's goodness, of who he is, it can usher in peace. Spoken words out loud usher in peace and bring healing into our lives. So just think about it. If you're in a difficult time and you turn to who God is and you spend time with him and during that time that you're seeking him and you're asking him to reveal himself to you and you start reading through this and you start praising him, peace, healing, perspective, power, love of our Savior comes rushing into our lives in a powerful way. But we have to take the time and we have to speak out loud. We have to get it from here to here to truly have the most genuine praise come out. When we start to praise God for who he is in our lives, this leads to praising him for other things. It's like a chain reaction. When we, when we read these things out loud and we spend time with the Lord and we remember what he's done for us, it's kind of just one thing after another. We read this, but then we're like, oh, God, you were good to me there. Thank you for this. Oh, God, you gave me a meal on my table last night. Thank you for this. And you start just the overwhelming wave of gratitude starts to kind of start tumbling in and just washes over you. So church, may we in times of difficulty and stress realize that there's always something to be grateful for, even in those stressful moments, beginning with who God is and his characteristics. And may we not just be comfortable just knowing and writing down the notes today and being reminded today, but, but will we, may we be a church that takes the steps necessary from moving the information into our heart and letting it, the God, character of God affect our lives so that we are transformed and that our praise and our gratitude becomes more genuine and powerful and we can see things with a whole new perspective with God's eyes to see just how good he is, just how majestic and powerful he is and how he is moving in all things in our lives. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all of these wonderful things, for your, your majesty, your power, your rule, your dominion, your promises, your trustworthiness, your faithfulness, your greatness, your love, your promises. God, that we, when we are down, you, you lift us up. When you uphold those who have fallen, you, you are walking with us. You are carrying us. You are, you are just guiding us through life, God. And and God, I pray that today that we would, no matter what situation we are in, that we would stop and spend the time to truly praise you for these things. God, sometimes if we're honest, it's, it's not hard, it's difficult to just praise you for these things and really feel it in the moment. But God, I believe that when we take the time to spend time with you and to ask you and your Holy Spirit to just um reveal your character reveal your goodness to us that you will do it because you are faithful in all that you do and then you'll help us to see your goodness and in the situations that we're in and you'll reveal to yourself your reveal to us your love and your character 
and that it will start to seep into our hearts, God. We want to know you more. We want to fall more in love with you, God. We want to be a church that when we walk in on a Sunday morning and then we walk back out, that, that we fall deeply in love with you, that, that we have been changed, that we are closer to you than when we first came in. And, and God, I know what happens then is, is that that love that we feel for you, that light that is lit inside of our hearts, it shines bright for those in our families, for those in our communities, for those in our workplaces, God, and they're able to see you. That, in, that because in all things, difficult times or seasons of celebration, we attribute it all to you and who you are and how you are working in our, in our life and in our world, God. And so today we praise you. We thank you for who you are. And I pray that it would affect us and how we live out our lives daily, not just during the season, but daily. And may we daily praise you and thank you for who you are. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning we're going to continue on our worship in just a few moments as you're dismissed with our tithes and our offerings. And um, here in-house, we have plates that are set up at the exits, um, at the doorways for you to give that way. We also have online giving at oakridgewc.com slash give. Standard mail, online bill pay, all of those things apply. But do, when you give, remember that the Lord is faithful and he is trustworthy in all his promises. And he wants to provide and he wants to bless you. And so give today and whenever you give, give with a cheerful heart, knowing that God is going to do great things. So we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you come back this evening for Trunk or Treat. If you didn't sign up to set up your car, you can still come and set up a car and pass out or come hang out with us. We'd love to see you. That's at 530. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and I must have said something funny. Pass out? Oh, I did? I mean, maybe. Maybe you didn't get your Wesley an hour and get your nap in, and you might pass out, you know. Um, anyway, <laughs> hey, I love, I love that we can be human and we can laugh, right? And uh, God has grace on it all. But anyway, we hope we see you uh, tonight for Trunk or Treat. Uh, remember to sign up for homecoming out in the meet and greet for the potluck lunch. Um, that's going to be held afterwards. We're looking forward to having that in that time in a couple weeks. God bless you. Invite a friend to join us next week. Have a wonderful week and a great afternoon. God bless. Mm -hmm.